Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What was this Ethiopian eunuch, which is our neighbor, our co-neighbor, our friends, uh, relatives, lost people in the school? What, what, what was he doing? Watch Jeremiah 29. You see it. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, this is the value and impact of one. One searching man looking for hope and answers. How many people do you know today that are searching for hope, meaning, and purpose in life? We shouldn't hold back the truth from anyone. Today, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to share the truth of the gospel with everyone. Many in this world have tried and failed to find peace, hope, and security in material things. Many are looking for a solution to life's problems. Many are looking for Jesus. They don't even know it. As Christ followers, our mission is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ with a world in need. Who can you touch with the message of Jesus today? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Acts as he concludes part two of his message. Be prepared and ready to share the gospel. What did the Jewish people in those days, the Jewish leaders and most Jewish people in those days, what did they believe about Jesus? He was not the Messiah. He wasn't God's son. No way. In fact, they were as far part of responsibility of Jesus being crucified. If you go to Jerusalem today, you go to Israel today, basically I already told you that most of the Jewish people aren't even religious at all. Uh, they maybe believe in a God, but they're not religious. But do they believe in Jesus? Of course not. So he went there. He believed in Jehovah, but he heard nothing of Jesus. So he's still empty. That should remind you of a couple things. We have to understand. You'll see it as I go through. Religion, rules, regulations, and ritual always leaves a person empty. Form a church can't substitute. Coming to church, serving, being good people cannot substitute for a personal relationship with God, which can only come through Jesus Christ. You see, life never makes sense without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Listen, and no man comes to the Father And this is through Jesus Christ. He who has the Son, a relationship with Jesus Christ, has life. He who does not have a relationship has no life. So this man travels all the way from Ethiopia. 
He goes to Jerusalem. He meets with the Jewish people. He, he picks up a scroll, buys that, takes it, and he leaves Jerusalem, watch me, as empty as he came. Religion's a dead end. Religion is man trying to be good enough to reach God. He'll never reach God. Christianity is God reaching down through Jesus to meet our need. So he's traveling back home. He's probably discouraged. He's still searching. He's got the book of Isaiah. He's trying to think, what am I supposed to do? Now, understand, verse 29. And the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. So here we see the next step. Philip didn't know why he's going to the desert. In the desert, usually there's like nobody, a few animals, whatever. Here's a whole caravan, and here's the head of the caravan. Now, Philip's probably seeing that and going, okay, (laughs) maybe this is involved. What am I supposed to do, God? Look what happens. Here's the nudge from the Spirit. No angel. This is in his heart. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. So now he knows. Understand this. If you and I are going to be useful to God... We have to continue to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, Philip, Philip understood that. Philip was spirit-filled, and he was led by the Spirit. Now, he was chosen to be a servant in the early church, way back in Acts chapter 6, because he was directed by the Spirit. Now, remember, the main purpose... The main purpose of being filled with the Spirit is boldness to witness, Acts chapter 1-8. Now, let's just pick this nudge. Boom, here's the nudge. Go to the chariot, the head guy there, and and stay near the chariot, and I'll direct you. Next step. So the steps, the steps, the steps of a righteous man ordered by the Lord. Leave your revival, go to the desert. Good. Step number one, he does it, he obeys it. Go over to that man over there. He's going to go there and stay near it. Step number two. He still doesn't know what step number three is. Now, watch what happens. This is huge. Look at verse 30. Then Philip did what? Tell me. He ran. What does that mean? He ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Here's what you want to write down this morning. Prepared and ready. Philip was excited to obey and see what God would do. Are you excited when God opens the door of opportunity to witness? We're getting it. It's more natural. It's more natural for us. Every time you obey God, and no matter what happens in the interaction, you've done what God asked you to do. I want you to remember what Paul said, because sometimes we have that unrealistic expectation. The apostles, Paul said this. I'll have more to say about it next week. Basically, he says this. I do whatever I can. To win Jews, Gentiles, what I do whatever I can in witnessing and sharing and preaching and teaching so that I might win, listen, some. He knew that every interaction would never lead to every person getting saved. He knew that he'd be jailed for some. He knew that many people would laugh at him. Other people say, no, thank you. He says, I'll do, continue to do whatever it is that God leads me to, to win Some. Don't get discouraged. You're doing fantastic. Keep looking for the nudges. So he's nudged again. Here's the next step. Well, Pastor Mark, what would I do if I ran up to that chariot? 
You'll see in a moment. God will lead you. You're not going to go after a chariot. You're going to be talking to a person. And you're just watching for what God wants to say to us. Now watch. Verse 30. Do you understand, Philip says to the eunuch, what you are reading? What is that an example of for us? Remember, you're Philip. I'm Philip. Philip doesn't go up and go, well, oh, I see you have the book of Isaiah. I'm an expert in Isaiah. I'm sure you're stupid in Isaiah. What a waste of your time. I'm here to show you how much I know. Is that what he's doing? Is he making him feel inferior and stupid? No. Write this down. Watch what you see. He was tactful and respectful. You remember the day when somebody said, turn to Second Chronicles, and you said, say what? It's in the Bible. Really? And what do you mean? It's in the Old What is the Old Testament? Some of you, you remember. By the way, we have a whole generation. What I just said, they're clueless. But why do we put the scriptures on the screen? So they don't feel uncomfortable. We're not here to turn anybody away. We're not here to talk. We're great. What's wrong with you? We want to be tactful, don't you? And respectful. Well, how did we learn that? Do you remember what Peter said to us? Do this with quietness and respect. Be prepared to answer, but do it with quietness and respect. Now, look what the... Look what this brilliant man, rich man, guy searching. Look what he says to Philip's response. Philip says, can you you understand what you're reading? Look at verse 31. How can I unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. What do you see there? That's the heart of God. All of a sudden, Philip is getting an understanding of why he's there. See, this man was searching for God. God doesn't want anybody to perish, but everyone to have a personal relationship. So God arranged a divine appointment for Philip to meet, watch me, how many men in the desert? How many? Tell me. Just hold your finger up this morning. How many? One. So Philip goes all the way to the desert, leads a revival with hundreds for how many? One, heart of God. It's the heart of God. God doesn't want anyone to perish. And God knew the impact this man would have later. You'll see what that looks like. Now, this divine appointment goes back to a truth. What did this man, what was this Ethiopian eunuch, which is our neighbor, our co-neighbor, our friends, uh, relatives, lost people in the school, what, what, what was he doing? Watch Jeremiah 29, you see it. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, this is the value and impact of one. One searching man looking for hope and answers. In our services this morning at every campus, there's some of you that are searching and looking for answers. The church isn't the answer. I'm certainly not the answer. Your answer is Jesus Christ. And you will never find fulfillment and purpose until you have a relationship with him. This man found God and religion, but he was still searching because he didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Now, God has given us in the church, it's very important, has given us teachers and preachers to explain the word with application. So that's, that's the goal of a pastor and a shepherd. Now, our pastors are taught to share the word with you, give you the word this morning, but then give you basically practical application to it. What can I do with it? Philip is going to explain the word in a very practical way and show what this man needs to do to find fulfillment. So he does exactly what I'm just saying to you. Some of you are like this Ethiopian eunuch. You're here, you're searching. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to find the end of that searching, to find the answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ. Now, understand, applying truth. But the church is not the only place where we learn to apply the truth. I want to give you a guarantee, then I'm going to show you something. You will learn more how to apply the scripture in a small group than you'll ever learn in the sanctuary. Why? Because you're talking with people, 10, 12 people. In all of our campuses today, you can go find you a small group in, in somewhere near you. They only meet about every, every other week. And it's just a great way. So let me challenge you. If the Muslims are doing it, what is wrong with us? Come on, get in. Now I want you to see a couple of things that are very important. Look at this next statement. God designed us not only to believe, but to belong So let me encourage you, at all of our campuses, get yourself plugged into a small group. If the Muslims know the trick, come on. That's not from them. This is from the Bible. Early church, together is better. They met together. Not just in church, but in small areas. Now, look at verse 32. What passage, look at me for a moment. What passage out of of, Isaiah is a big book. Now, where do you think? He was reading. Well, it was an accident that he opened the book to this chapter. No, it wasn't an accident. He's looking at the chapter, watch, you'll see it in a moment, that discusses the Messiah and the suffering of the Messiah. He doesn't even know who the Messiah is. So no wonder he can't understand it. Watch what happens. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. Again, Isaiah 53. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, Jesus, And as a lamb, Jesus is lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? He doesn't say, is he talking about Isaiah or is he talking about Jesus? He didn't even know the word Jesus. We have a lot of people that say they believe in God. They don't even understand Jesus at all. Same with this man. He's confused. He's reading the right scripture, the exact passage about Jesus Christ, but he doesn't know anything about Jesus. Watch what Philip does. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture. And he told him, underline this in your Bible, the good news about Jesus. First time. First introduction to Jesus. So he explained this Old Testament passage that, of course, had great relevance to Jesus because the Old Testament is filled with prophecy about Jesus coming. He knew his Bible. Write this down. What did he do first? Philip opened his mouth. See, if you and I are going to be a witness, it is very important that we live a godly example. 
But usually that will not do it. Just as we dedicated children this weekend. Parents can live a godly role model, but at some point they have to open their mouth and explain what that looks like. That's what we do. That's what we're doing now. Philip started where the man was. It's very important to know where the people are. How did he know where the man was? How did he know what what the man was thinking? Here, see, it's not only open your mouth, it's when you're getting ready to share with a person. Just simple things. Listen to what they're saying. Philip didn't go up there and say, hey, let me give you the four spiritual laws. You ready? Here we go. No, the man says, "I, I don't understand what I'm reading. Can you help me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. With tact and respect. And he's listening. See, as you listen to people, and often they'll come to us with problems. Most people become open to the gospel when there's difficulties in their life, when there's been a divorce, all kinds of changes. When those things hit them, they look to somebody that has hope. That's you. That's me. They've watched you in the office, in the neighborhood, and they begin looking for us. This is what happens here. So we have to be quiet and sensitive and start where they are. So he takes this passage, and it's not by random, and he goes all the way through it. But look what he ends with. Write this down. Philip knew how to share the gospel, the good news, about Jesus. He knew how to do it. Let me ask you a question. Do you know how to share the gospel? What is the gospel? Could you explain the gospel in 25 words or less so that a person could understand that they need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? That's what we're going to do. By the way, I'm not teaching the Wednesday series. I'm here But we have other pastors teaching it at every campus. It's awesome. And you'll learn the very simple fact. I'll have more to say about that next weekend because I'm going to take you through so many different passages. So you'll be able to have a kind of a background of how to explain the gospel, how to explain it to him. See, this is perfect because you're Philip. Philip is going to take the man and explain to him Jesus and sin and repentance and belief This man has never heard any of that. He just heard religion. What did he do? He moved the conversation. Watch this. He moved the conversation from who? God. To who? Tell me to who. He moved the conversation from God. Did the eunuch believe in God? Yes, he did. Who did he move it to? Jesus. Gently to Jesus. Why? Without Jesus, there's no salvation. You can be as religious as you want to be. There's no salvation. So he moves that conversation. Because when he went to Jerusalem, the eunuch heard nothing about who? Jesus. You know, we have a lot of religious churches today that do exactly the same thing. They'll never teach you about sin. They'll never teach you about repentance. They just want to teach you about, God just wants you to be a good person. Everything's wonderful. Our whole world is plummeting quickly to judgment. So the only way to God... Don't ever let them. You want to invite them to church. Obviously, if they'll come. That's a great way. But you don't leave the conversation just there. Because they need to hear about the person of Jesus. So he did this. Now watch. Look at verse 36. This is classic. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water. Now where are they? Say what? Where do you find water in the desert? Another accident. No, not really. God probably just 
develop some water right there. And they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. But look what he said. Why shouldn't I be baptized? Well, where did he learn about water baptism? From who? Philip. Because the next step after salvation is what? Being water baptized. Some of you haven't been water baptized. That is the next step. It's an it's a outward act that shows what's happened in your life. So how did we get there? Maybe, maybe Philip knew of Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. Let me read it to you. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So somehow Philip didn't just leave the man with that, but moved on to baptism. So let me show you on the overhead, Acts 8, 37. All of our campuses, watch this. Then Philip said, the man says, can I be baptized? And Philip says this. Well, you can be. If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Can I hear an amen in the house right there? This man believed. Why? Because of Philip's testimony. One man, he believed. Now, when he did this, obviously, Philip explained to him, well, water baptism doesn't save you. You have to believe first. And he says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So there was repentance, belief, acceptance, and then water baptism is the next step. And then look at this, verse 38. And he gave orders to the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. That's the way we practice baptism, submersion. And Philip baptized him. Who's watching this? We don't know anybody else is there as far as any other groups. Who's watching this? Well, there's a caravan. We don't know how many camels. We don't know how many people. We don't know how many other chariots. But there's lots of people. Now you can see them watching. See, here's this man. First of all, when Philip came running up, you think with some of those guys, they got their spear, baby. <laughs> and then the man invites him up. Okay, I don't know who this guy is, but he invites him up. And the next thing you see is Philip gets out, and the guy gets out with all his garb on, and they walk down to the water. <laughs> and Philip goes, <laughs> and these people are going, What is wrong with our leader? What the heck was that? Was he just hot? Who was watching? All of them. Was the Ethiopian eunuch ashamed to be water baptized in front of all the people he led? Was he ashamed? Not an inch. Can I challenge you this morning? Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Philip knew how to share the gospel and was obedient immediately to share the gospel. Today we learn from Pastor Mark the importance of this salvation message to all of humanity. The Lord values every person the same, seeing each as equally important. As Christ followers, we are to have this same approach to the lost in this world. The gospel is a powerful message of redemption for every person. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. If you had the opportunity and ability to fix one problem in our world, what would it be? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners that God has a solution ready for man's biggest problem. Scripture states that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, man needs forgiveness and a Savior. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can be saved but through Him. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living.